Now Congress has two pre-Christmas deadlines. Funding for the federal government runs out December 20th, less than two weeks from now, and House Democrats also want to have their vote on impeachments by then. So what can we expect? For an update on what else is going on on Capitol Hill, we turn to Bloomberg Government Editorial Director Lauren Duggan. And it is a complicated situation, Lauren. What can we expect? You're right. There's a lot of different tracks moving right now. The two big ones you mentioned, plus things like the defense authorization bill and other expiring provisions that run out before the end of the year that lawmakers on both sides of Capitol Hill will be looking to address. But the two big elephants in the room, if you will, are this impeachment situation and the efforts to come up with some sort of spending package before December 20th. Um, Both of those seem to not be intertwined, although, of course, they are in a lot of people's minds. But people are still talking about spending, even as there seems to be this very partisan fight happening around impeachment. Yeah. And so I know that Mitch McConnell did mention in context of the impeachment that why can't we get some work done while we're at it? And he mentioned the NDAA specifically. And it's almost baked, right? What's the holdup? Lawmakers have been working for several weeks between the House and the Senate trying to come to some sort of agreement on this. Um, There seems to be a very close consensus. Um, Perhaps even there could be a vote this week if it's ready to go and everybody signed off on it. Um, But some of the sticking points have been provisions that were attached to it that don't necessarily have anything to do with funding and purchasing of weapons systems or the rules under which DOD operates. There's been a push to include some environmental language around PFAS or forever chemicals as they're known. Um, That was part of the negotiation and um, environmental groups have been very focused on what's been happening with that. Um, Some of the bigger language that have been sought fell away last week as lawmakers agreed not to try to pursue it on that. Um, Whether or not transgender troops should be allowed to continue to serve, um, which would be a change to the administration's policy announced by a tweet and then later carried out to try and prevent that. Um, That was language that was included in the House version, not the Senate. Adam Smith, the House chairman, said that that, despite their efforts to get that in there, looks like that had fallen off as well. So once some of the more controversial provisions started falling away, um, there was more consensus around some of the core things. And of course, um, the border wall and military funding that was diverted and used to build the wall. That was part of this discussion, but even um, a couple of weeks ago, Adam Smith seemed to be signaling that he was willing to not deal with that in the authorization bill and leave that as a spending issue if it would help his measure um, go forward. So, um, you know, there was a lot in that bill, and as a result, there's a lot that people could dispute on the way to coming to consensus. Now, during the impeachment, I guess it's going to move to the Judiciary Committee and out of the Intelligence Committee. How much of Congress does that actually involve, I mean, besides that committee? Are the rest of the members back in their offices doing other stuff? Well, you raise a good point. This is a committee, and the committee system is there so that a certain group of members can focus on one task while the others are off doing other things in their other committees or um, attending to things on the floor. So what we're going to see is another hearing in the Judiciary Committee today at 9 a.m. We had one last week that was Constitutional Scholars, a group of four law professors. This is going to be about the staff of the Intelligence and Judiciary Committees going to the Judiciary Committee and talking about the evidence that was collected during the course of the investigation. 
investigation. There will be a chance for Democrats to ask questions that try to, you know, pick at some of the points they have. Same for Republicans who will try to downplay or um, attack some of the points that have been made to lead to the report that Adam Schiff sent over last week to the Judiciary Committee. From there, we may see some additional hearings, but then we're going to get to the stage where staff will draft the articles of impeachment, send those to the full House, and that's what the full House would vote on sometime if, if the schedule plays out this way before they leave for the uh, winter holidays. Sure. And would there be open debate allowed on those items, those articles? Because that could take up a lot of time also. Yes. Historically, we've seen that. If um, if your listeners remember back to 1998, if they were paying attention, then they had a long debate on a Saturday where they debated the articles of impeachment against President Bill Clinton that had been drawn up. Um, and then there was a vote on those. And because it was a Saturday, a lot more people could pay attention. Not clear to me that that's what's going to play out here in terms of the day of the week. But I would imagine there would be a pretty lengthy debate given the importance and, and kind of constitutional gravity of impeaching a president and then you know setting the stage for a trial next year in the Senate, which could take a considerable amount of time over there. But that would likely happen after the turn of the year. We're speaking with Lauren Duggan, editorial director of Bloomberg Government. Getting back to the budget question, with the CR coming to an end on 20th, what's likely to happen now? I mean, Senator Jim Lankford said the worst possible case would be a full year CR. I guess that's preferable to a shutdown, but only barely. That's right. Agencies really don't like CRs, and they certainly don't like year-long ones because it doesn't adjust the funding levels to meet the reality on the ground of the programs that they have to implement. Um, Linkford, I think, especially singled out the fact he would not like a year-long CR because of the effect on the Defense Department. Um, The optimism has been waxing and waning on Capitol Hill about how much can come together before December 20th. At the end of last week, a lot of the cardinals, the chairman and ranking members of the subcommittees, were making positive noises about what they'd been able to accomplish coming to legislative language, allocating funds to the different departments and agencies and programs. But there were still some of the biggest questions hanging over it that weren't really at their level, but at the full committee chairman level and even the leadership level about what to do about border funding, backfilling the money that we've mentioned earlier that had been taken from some DOD programs to help build the wall. Um, And until those questions are resolved, you might not get a final agreement. Um, The other questions that they'll then have to face is how many of these bills can we really wrap up? How do we package them together? And if we do need a temporary CR, because some of the bills aren't ready yet, how long does that go into the new year? Because as we've mentioned, the Senate impeachment trial, if that's hanging over it, that could very much play into members' minds. So um, I think that the year-long CR, as you mentioned, is always that kind of worst-case scenario fallback. But um, members are really trying to avoid that if they can. Well, they might have to work over a weekend because the 20th is a Friday. Christmas is the following Wednesday. So they would would seem to mitigate, hey, you can't go home yet. Right. And, you know, deadlines are useful if you're a leader because the pressure to leave also leads to pressure to actually negotiate and kind of fall away from your dug-in position if it means that you can go home for the holiday. So um, the 20th is the deadline. The Saturday and Sunday, uh, we, we can anticipate that Congress might have to stay into those days if necessary to finish their work and get out of town for Christmas and the New Year's. Um, but, uh, you know, in years past, they've had to come back 
even um, earlier between Christmas and New Year's is something really needed to be done then. So um, I think all things are still on the table. Members would love to leave town, I think, by the 20th, but they probably are preparing for a worst case scenario there as well when it comes to their travel plan. And I guess there's some nominations that are still happening in the Senate. I know Mitch McConnell mentioned they kind of rubbed their nose a little bit in it and saying, well, meanwhile, we're just uh, approving all of the Trump nomination for judges, but there's some other other things coming up there, too. That's right. This week, we may see votes on two more circuit court judges, including a vote tonight on one of those. And then later in the week, the Senate could consider a new U.S. ambassador to Russia, a head of the Fish and Wildlife Service, and a head of the FDA. So a number of important jobs there. And that's basically what we've seen most of the year in the Senate is this churn through nominations to to get them approved to both judicial and executive positions. They have been passing a few bills here and there, especially in wrap-up when they deal with some non-controversial things. The House, on the other hand, does take up legislation almost every day. Um, sometimes it doesn't make the headlines, some of the bills that they're taking up, and some of them are more about um, fulfilling some campaign promises, while others are attempts to push bipartisan legislation forward, such as the robocall bill that was passed by a huge bipartisan vote last week, um, which would be considered a win, I think, by the end of this year for the House and the Senate, and people have been working to try and stop those calls from coming to your phone. So there are bills moving, but um, obviously a lot of the headlines and the energy is taken up by the discussion around what's happening in the impeachment inquiry. But it sounds like a government shutdown is something they really are working hard to get around or to avoid. Absolutely. No one really wants to see that happen. Nancy Pelosi, speaking on CNN last Thursday, said that she was optimistic there wouldn't be a shutdown. Um, The X factor in all this could be, um, what will the president sign? Is he going to dig in on having some sort of resolution to the border wall question before he signs anything? Or will he agree to a package now if if that decision needs to be held over to next year when they get to another package of spending bills? So, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that could go wrong between now and December 20th, but there are also is still an opportunity for them to come to agreement and prevent that shutdown from happening. Lauren Duggan is editorial director of Bloomberg Government. Thanks so much. Thank you. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. (coughs) Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.